The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Travis Butler, your host for the Burl Collie Leadership. We've got to stop meeting like this. And I am going to read the beginning CEU code, Continuing Education Unit. And I will repeat this number twice and only twice. And I will have another different set of numbers to read at the end of the meeting. This is a five-digit code. 98995. In a moment, I will repeat it one more time in case somebody's scrambling for something to write with. Here we go. 98995. Over to you, Donna. Thank you very much, Travis. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we hope you're on the flight that you meant to be on, and we are at the Burl Cauley Leadership. We've got to stop meeting like this. Um, and we hope this is where you wanted to be because you do not want to miss this session. Trust me. Uh, so I want to thank you for being here. Okay. I am going to turn this show over to Pam Shaw. Good morning, ACB world. Wow. We're in person. We're on zoom. Any way you can connect with us, telephone, we are just, as Donna said, we are so excited to have you here because our topic today is actually meeting management. It's one of the most important skills that you can have, whether you're an elected officer or you are a member, knowing what a good meeting looks like is critical. So meetings, in essence, are meant to boost productivity, and efficiency. When everyone is on the same page and aware of what should be done, even the most challenging tasks can be completed. And in reality, we find ourselves stuck in unproductive meetings week after week and month after month and sometimes year after year. And the average person reports that when they look at how they spend their time, the most wasted time, believe it or not, this is what some people believe, is meetings. So not only can meetings be a waste of time, they can also be a waste of money, particularly if you travel to get there. So we want to do our best to make sure that the time we spend with each other is worthwhile. Love them or hate them, you can't completely eliminate in eliminate meetings. So it's important to make them as useful and constructive as possible in the service of using money wisely, in the service of not wasting time. We're going to work on today meeting management, but in a rather unique way. More than 20 years ago, we came across, or shall I say created, the Difficult Council of the Blind. It's a unique way using um, a role model to demonstrate what should be done, what can be done, and what you really don't want to do. So we're going to sit back, relax, and attend and attend this meeting. We're here by invitation, so we want to be respectful. And if we can get any background noise out of the way, it would really be greatly appreciated. I want you to know that as you hear, we've got to stop meeting like this. If you recognize any of the characters, it is purely coincidental because we have changed the names of the innocent to protect the guilty. So I think our president's just about ready to call this meeting to order and take over. And again, thank you for coming. And now we're going to hear from the difficult Council of the Blind, and we'll observe their meeting. Thank you. All right. I call this meeting to order. Is everybody here? How do I unmute? How do I unmute? I don't know. You're not going to have to. You're not going to talk anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, we're, we're gathered together today to uh, set, uh, set up our uh, state um, convention. So 
Um, we'll start with me, of course, and then we'll uh, get the you know get the usual business out of the way, and then we'll have the um, the uh, uh, agency, the state agency for the blind, and then we'll have the access services, uh, library services, and then uh, I will do something on, on uh, leadership training because I might want to give up this job sometime in the you know far future. And um, so anyway, so anybody got any ideas on something else that we ought to do at our convention? You did it perfectly. I love everything you said. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. Hey, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, woke up. Look at that. Anybody else? Good. That's the way I like it. Oh, God. I didn't relinquish the floor yet. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Jeff. Right there. The experiential dynamic of holding a council convention is preferentially indicative of uh, invaluable performance by exponentially irascible and independently destructible people. That's my contribution. There you go. Does anybody want to translate that for us, please? <laughs> oh, my. I finally made it. Oh, oh my gracious. Uh, that, my 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 uh, paratransit ride was was late. Yeah, and I finally yeah, made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I finally made it. <laughs> well, um, you've missed it all. So it's OK. You can you can uh, call your call your ride and go back home. <laughs> can you hear me can you hear me can you hear me no uh not quite <laughs> mr chair can you review that agenda again please <laughs> um so uh bleh, okay uh do you have anything to, to contribute i like everything you said it's just perfect <laughs> I disagree with everything. <laughs> I I need to know who's here because I'm the membership committee chair and I need to call people if they weren't here to make sure they're okay. I I have to know who's here. Well, there's I, no other members besides I, us anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, uh, well yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Anything else? All right. So what do you just Well, now, indestructibly. We have some advocacy to perform. And the only way to do that is to learn the experiential dynamism with complete influence over all cosmology in the Council of the Blind. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Whatever. Mr. Chair, what time a year are we going to have the state convention? Uh, same time we had it last year and the, and the, and the pre preceding well, I think it's time decades. for a change. It needs to be moved. Well, you're out of order, so that's all right. Um, where, where are the donuts? <laughs> I, I, I didn't have time to have breakfast this morning. I was waiting on my par paratransit and I, I, I hope you have custard filled donuts. That's my favorite donut. No, we had the donuts. You get the holes. <laughs> <laughs> just give her the holes have, have we pam have we had enough of this <laughs> you're just getting started <laughs> how can i leave these small-minded people here <laughs> um mr president i think there are a couple of characters we haven't heard from yet oh Zora Zoom and um, yeah, I'm yeah, having... I can't unmute. <laughs> she can't unmute. But we haven't heard of her yet. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> there <Yeah>. she is. <laughs> and I think Quiet Guy was sleep for a little while there. Quiet, I Well, I'm supposed to be quiet, so I ain't talking. <laughs> Leave me alone, ma'am. I'm dreaming about beer and cheese curds. <laughs> uh, Mr. President, I, I think some of our um, observers 
would really like to know how you kind of get business done. So could you keep going with this? Um, I think it's a state convention that's being planned that you're trying to settle. Right. Well, I said I, yeah, I said whatever. Uh, that nobody had any additions, so I guess that's the way it yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> what will Quiet Guy do at the meeting at the state convention? When when is this convention? What what I I must have missed it. I guess when when I was waiting for my paratransit ride. When when is the convention? And and like how much is it going to cost to register? And and we we need to know facts. Well, I haven't uh, I haven't figured them out yet. So when when I figure them out, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm willing to write the program for all of you small-minded and ignorant people. That's a good idea. Why don't you write the program? You're good at it. <laughs> Mr. Chair, I think it's time for a different perspective around here. I'm tired of the same programs and having the same people write the program and the same order of step every year. Can we, can we do something different this year? You know, that's a good idea. I like that idea. No. <laughs> can you hear me? I think now? you're out of order. We've been doing this for 20 years this way. And if it's worked for the last 20 years, it's going to last for the next 20. You know, that makes sense. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chair, I think Ms. Zoom was trying to get the floor. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I asked you several times and nobody answered me. Well, we couldn't hear you. <laughs> okay, we can hear you now. It's about time. <laughs> When can we go to the next topic on your agenda? <laughs> this is the topic on the agenda. <laughs> yeah. Did you have something else you wanted to add to the agenda? Well, something more productive. <laughs> That's a good idea. We really, we really do need to get more productive. What do you think, Mr. President? I think we're doing fine. Oh, <laughs> you know, I think we are doing fine. <laughs> the principles are a plethora of underlying supervisory incubuses within the cosmos of the universe. Well, that's, that's very, yeah, maybe we can do that next year. <laughs> Mr. Chair, I want to talk about the cosmos this year. It could be different. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that idea. I think everybody would enjoy that. I yes, we can we can send you the, the cosmos very quickly. <laughs> we can get some of those people coming with their telescopes and tell us all about the astro astrological phenomena. <laughs> uh, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. What what's your sign? Your astrological sign. I'm a Gemini. Ah, that explains everything. <laughs> so let's uh, let's move on. Um, is anybody interested in adjourning? <laughs> oh, I am. I'd love to do that. Mr. Chair, I think we have not spent enough time in this meeting. We need to get more done. Wait, wait, were the minutes read from, from our last meeting? And, and we need to read those. I, I, Don't you it, not get your paraphrases right. <laughs> I want the last word. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> I, I think we need to wave the minutes and read them next time. All right, everybody. That's a good idea. We don't need the minutes. Everybody. That's a good idea. Everybody lift up their right hand and wave the minutes goodbye. <laughs> if we don't if we don't read the minutes, how are we supposed to know what happened? And we, as long as our right hands are raised, we can wave our uh, treasurer's report goodbye too. That's a good idea. Who needs a treasurer's report? 
I was sleeping. I don't know what happened. I, I want to hear the men. Have we had enough fun yet? When, when are we Mr. President, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Good. Well, as a guest, you know, I, I know that um, I was curious about um, a few things that um, I was waiting to happen. And uh, do you usually give a, a president's report at your meeting? Well, I, I told... And if so, would you give it now? I, I told people how the uh, convention was going to go, so I thought that was my president's report. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that, I agree. That makes sense. That was the president's report. He's been talking every day since 1972. That's nothing. <laughs> and I'll oh, okay. until 2072. <laughs> and he doesn't word over four letters either. <laughs> And I might have missed a few things. When will the state convention be? The same time it was last year. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think we should have a galactic convention of the mind. There you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, also, I'm concerned before we go. Did um, Miss Lana Late? Did she get her donuts? She she got the holes. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> and uh, are we at the state convention? Are we going to have coffee and donuts? You know, people like refreshments, and and you know, people need that coffee to stay awake and all that kind of stuff. Are are we going to have especially me? And, yeah. you know, what? how are we going to, we need to know what times our, our meetings are so people aren't late for the meetings. And... Well, you know, with, 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 so with, you know, with the uh, uh, paratransit, um, they're probably going to be late anyway. So <laughs> it's not much point in setting times. But coffee and donuts are essential. That's a good idea. Okay. We'll have, we'll see if we can get a sponsor. <laughs> Mr. Chair, I think if you want coffee and donuts, you should have paratransit take you by the donut, the Dunkin' Donuts and get some. <laughs> we need some, we need some scrambled eggs this year and a side of bacon. That's a good idea. That'll wake people up with protein. There you go. We need fresh range chickens <laughs> at our convention. <laughs> Organically grow. <laughs> Hey, that's a good idea, too. <laughs> All right. So we'll start whenever I get there. <laughs> and we'll finish whenever I say so. <laughs> Your pair of trans is late, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll. Start. I'm having an empirical epiphany. Oh, Am right. I unmuted? What is it? This meeting. <laughs> well, you're, that's you're contributing to it. How do you make it better, <laughs> Mr. Chair? I think this has been a great meeting. I do too. It's one of the best I've ever been to. I think she's wrong. It's a terrible meeting now. <laughs> I agree. It's pretty bad. <laughs> and yes, we can hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It took you long enough. <laughs> and Donna, did you bring us any lunch? What time's our next meeting? Um... <laughs> I, 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 I need. When is the next meeting? What well, time what can time, you get there? What time? You know, I I probably need to soon get ready and go wait for my power transit ride to go back home. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll email you the time. I hope <laughs> I receive that email. I don't always get your emails. Uh oh. Checkered That's because I. That's because uh, sometimes I forget to send them. <laughs> Checkered. Tell your spam folder.
Like your spam folder, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's okay. That can happen to everybody. <laughs> Mr. President, you may adjourn when ready. All right. So, any, any Mr. Chair, any I think we should do away with email. Do away with me. That <laughs> <laughs> line that go back to snail mail the way we used to do it. <laughs> All right, so um, this meeting, uh, for lack of interest, is adjourned. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I don't know if we'll all be able to hear it, but I think this group deserves some applause, even if they give it to themselves. So thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> I think we better take this show on the road. Oh, boy. I'm working from um, a document today that is called 12 Tips for Effective Meeting Management. And I would like to say this group, without any training or prep, broke every rule in the book. So <laughs> I think we've got some things to talk about today. All right, all right. First, we're going to talk a little bit to our cast of characters and a cast of characters they are and were. Well, tell me about yourself, Mr. President. How do you see yourself? And by the way, in case you didn't know, that was Doug Powell. <laughs> Doug, how did you see all of this as the president of this group? I mean, I think obviously we were hamming it up, but um, how did you see your role? And what do you think you did right? And if you had it to do again, you would handle differently. Uh, well, I took charge. That's for sure, right? <laughs> that you did. Um, but, I, but obviously, I, I did not get any input from my people. I did not. Uh, I did not manage, you know, so that we, you know, people tried to keep coming up. Well, we need a time. We need a, you know, we need the fees. Mm -hmm. You know, we need, you know, that kind of thing. And and uh, I never acknowledged that or ran with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just ran the show, and I, it was clear I was trying to convey that. You know, I was the kind of person who took things over and ran it. And if you didn't like it, you, know, you could hit the road. And I, you know what? And my my ground of being was that if if I continued in this direction, I was not going to have very many people on my board anymore, was I? <laughs> and Doug, before you go on, you know, I want to say to um, our audience that the instruction that people were that we gave was. Do the opposite of what you think you should do, okay? So we want to be clear, Doug, that that was acting, <laughs> okay? So, mostly, so, Doug, go ahead. I was just saying mostly it, it was <laughs> what, what <laughs> <you> <laughs> Well, I thought you did very, very well, and thank you. Doug, the one thing that we look at when we start um, a meeting in meeting management, and you tell me how you feel about this, whether this is good advice, and it is, number one, have an objective. What do you think? Yeah. Anybody else on, on um, our cast want to comment about the importance of having an objective? Why is that really important? Um, Pam, this is Julie. And I think hey, Julie. Hi there. I think it's important because a meeting becomes irrelevant if you don't, and people walk away not knowing what happened or what the goal was. People talk about meetings being the worst thing they have to go through. That's often the reason. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. And and one thing that I read about, too, that was interesting is that if you have an objective, you're more likely to get better feedback. Because people are, you know, more focused on what they're there to do. Uh, you're likely to get more ideas and more suggestions, um, and the good and the negative. And if you notice, we had um, one person who agreed with everything, regardless of what it was, and another one who did a great job just being downright disagreeable. So sometimes you can solve by that. And it also helps if you have people in your group, and most of us do, because these, are, these characters are based on real people, um, there's some people who lose focus quickly. And especially if you have a donut lady there, you know, who's constantly pulling about some donuts, it's easy to forget about them. Well, Doug, thanks a lot. Any comments on the role of the president in the meeting, how the, the president, the chair, can manage the meeting? 
So if you have an objective, you, the president doesn't have to dominate very much. Mm. That would mm. give much more control without even appearing to have to exercise it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thanks. Well, this is Ray, Pam. And the, <clears> other, <throat> hey, the other thing, too, is that having an objective, people have all sorts of things that they can be doing with their time. And mm-hmm. if you have objective and it's laid out clearly what you're going to try to accomplish at the meeting, you know, people might say, or are going to say, Hey, I'm, I want to take time and I want to go to that, that meeting. And rather than sit around and sleep like I did most of the time, but even <laughs> if, um, no, that people want to, you know, want to be a part of it and feel, you know, empowered to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to do all that. Okay. This is Doug. Um, the other oh. thing I, I was thinking about is that if you have committees, mm-hmm. and you have you task those committees with their aspect. You know, if you've got a program committee and if you've got a hospitality committee and you know all those things, then they bring then they work things out that they want to bring to the board meeting, and then mm. the board can discuss you know a range of options and decide on one from what the committees have brought. Interesting, interesting, because you sure didn't have any committees because you were running the whole thing. So, you know, that kind of a thing. And I think that's one of the challenges, because in leadership is um, one of the things I've had to work on is I'll do it myself. You know what I'm saying? Nobody else is going to do this and then get, get rid of that. The only way it can be right is my right. But sometimes we're doing that, you know, in a way that's not um, very helpful at all. So thank you very, very much for that one. Wanted to talk a minute to Miss I Agree With Everything. Good morning, Julie. <laughs> what, she asked? what did you ask, Pam? I was asking, um, saying good morning to you because we wanted to talk about your presence here and what you think it contributed or did it take anything away. So you were Miss I Agree With Everything. Right. Yes. I think it took away from the focus. I mean, it was if, you know, I've been in meetings with misagreeables and they drive me nuts. So that was fun <laughs> to <take> that role. <laughs> Away from the focus, and it really, after a while, you sound irrelevant because people just expecting you to agree with everything, and you you sound like an airhead, like you <laughs> like don't really have any opinions or ideas, or not you know not that with it. It takes away, it really does. So it was mm. fun. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the one thing we know, you are not an airhead. We know that for sure. So that was the opposite of playing. And and I, I tend to agree with you that when we come in and we want, and so, let me say this before I go there. Some people want to agree with everything to keep the meeting moving. They don't really agree with everything, but they figure every time I say yes, yes, they'll move on to something else, and we won't have to be here that long. And if you really talk to them, they might not even know what the subject is. But, again, it's a technique that you'll see some people use when they just want to get the whole mess over. Julie, thanks a lot because you did a really good job on that. Okay, thank you. Somebody, on, and I want to explain her character. Her character's name was Zora Zoom. Now, really, uh, we added that in um, at the recommendation from some of the members, and I actually think it was a good idea because being on Zoom can be a different experience. So, artist, would you tell us what it was like being Zora Zoom? Yes, <clears throat> I was supposed to be someone that didn't know how to do Zoom, and that's why I kept asking, can you hear me, and how do you unmute, and how do you mute? And <clears throat> unfortunately, when we do hybrid meetings or virtual only, a lot of times you do get people on there that are constantly asking if people can hear hear me, where <clears throat> as if they can control their Zoom well enough, they should know if they're muted or unmuted, and mm-hmm. uh, should be able to just flow just through it without asking, can you hear me, without doing any of that. And if you start talking and all of a sudden people say, hey, we can't hear you, well, then you know that you're not being heard. But usually if you hit the unmute, then you should be able to be heard and not have to do all of that extra talking. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, there's the line forms behind me, I'm sorry to say. But one of the things, too, that I thought about artists was that thinking about the role, you know, sometimes a host or a facilitator or, you know, it can really shut a meeting down if someone lacks familiarity. But, again, none of us are perfect. And another thing that I think we talked about when we talked about your character was just technology, you know, Sometimes it may not be you, it just may be the technology that's acting up that time. Do you think that's a part of it too? Pam, I just was going to, this is Ray. I'm just going to say, because this happened to me last week. Um, mm-hmm. You can't assume that, you know, maybe everybody knows how to use Zoom, but it might be Zoom. And you were kind of he- heading to this. Yeah. Might, yeah. Be, might be being buggy or, you know, maybe somebody's out of the meeting window and they don't know it. And uh, so you... So I, I, I learned a very hard lesson last week sharing some of these business meetings that you can't always assume that everybody is on the same page with Zoom. Yeah, most a lot of our people do know how to use it, but a lot don't. And I think but I think some people you and, and granted, the can you hear me? It drives me up the wall. Okay. <laughs> I think people are doing it because they want to make sure that you know, that they can be heard. I mean, I think what bugs me more with Zoom is when people don't mute and then they're doing stuff in the background. And it's like, okay, you mm-hmm. you know how to you want you got yourself unmuted. You should know how to mute. That's probably. But I I do think you know sometimes it's not that they're knowing how to use it. It's the technology is not behaving. Mm-hmm. So Ray, any thoughts upon um, how to kind of deal with that collectively? Um. Well, what what I what I do in my meetings is, um, and I'm not always as good about it as I said. So, I, so I do a lot of virtual board meetings for the ICB, and we always go over how to um, mute and unmute and raise your hands and things like that. I think I think with our community events, it's a it's it's Chanel just does such a great job with those recordings that everybody mm-hmm. gets getting. Problem is. How do you handle maybe somebody came in a little bit late or something? So what I, I what I try to do is tell people how to mute. I try to ask people to stay muted while they're talking. The part that I need to work on is like when we're going to vote is to make sure to ask people to unmute first before they vote, because then you're you, you, you say all in favor and a bunch of people say aye. And then you say opposed and somebody says aye. And OK, is that because they're opposed or they just couldn't get off mute? Mm-hmm, or what mm-hmm. other thing that I'm going to take away and, and work on a little better is to, especially with the, uh, if you're on the computer, make sure you're in that zoom window. So alt tab to get into that zoom window and it'll say zoom, mm-hmm. zoom webinar, because you know, something might pop up on your computer. It doesn't happen so mm-hmm. much on the phone, but something might pop up on the computer and you know, you might not realize you're out of the window so that you got to be mm-hmm. in stuff to work. Well, and I think if it's your old adage that practice makes perfect, but practice doesn't always make perfect. So, you know, it's it's kind of good. One thing I did see, I don't know if I saw it lately, but there was kind of a gathering for people who were new to Zoom and even some of the state conventions I've noticed would have a session here or there before it officially started for people who weren't used to doing this, you know, because sometimes, again, we're making a, a, a presumption, if you will, that everybody knows it. But you sort of alluded to um, one of your co-conspirators, I'll call them right now, and that was Donna Green, who was the late person and the donuts and the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And one thing, Donna, you were nice today because one of the things I struggle with even when I'm chairing meetings is, number one, if someone comes in late, what is my obligation? Do I stop and and bring them up, uh, you know, to where we are right now? And also, if we've done introductions before the meeting started and the person comes in in the middle and yells, who's here? You know, who's on the phone? Um... Donna, would you talk a little bit about that and the whole idea of being late? So before I say anything about that, I hate being late, in case anybody wants to know that. (laughs) We know. (laughs) Yeah, so um, for me, uh, in this particular meeting, you know, like when I said who's here, um, Mm. you know, it was a little different situation and Doug's. 
But if I if I were presiding over a meeting and, and somebody came late, which, you know, it does happen. It even happens on Zoom. You know, people mm-hmm. late or whatever. And as I'm presiding, sometimes it depends where I am in the agendas. Some places oh. really lend themselves to totally stop and, you know, try to catch people up or, or whatever. Um, so I, I think some judgment needs to happen. But if it's a person maybe who who is routinely late, I, I sometimes will say, you know, I, I can catch you up you know, later or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's a person who, you know, was late this one time or whatever, I, I will try to, you know, catch them up because that, that is not their normal routine. And there probably was a reason for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. Um, and thanks for sharing that because because we all come late at times for various reasons. And um, like you said, you have to use your judgment. Um, the other thing that they often teach in leadership is that if you constantly bring a person up to where you are in a meeting and they're late, you're sending a message to your other members, don't come on time. A, they probably won't start on time. And B, what, what difference does it make if you miss it? They're just going to go back, you know, and go over it again anyway. So we want to be careful that the message that we're sending, whatever we do. Um, the other thing, too, is that if a person, consider this, whatever the challenge uh, when you have a person, whatever they're doing, it may be something that will have to be dealt with outside of the meeting if it's habitual. Yep. Because... A lot of the work that's done and should be done is done that way anyway. And there may be something going on that we don't know something, you know, anything about or why that happened. Thanks, Donna. All right. Your turn, Mr. Disagreeable. You were fantastic, Matt. I can't imagine you being disagreeable either. (laughs) So why don't you share a little bit about Mr. Disagreeable relative to this whole we've got to stop meeting like this theme? Well, yeah, I guess I try to come at it from a perspective, a perspective of, of not only do I disagree, but I don't have any ideas. I just disagree. <laughs> I love it. No, I don't bring any solutions. I just bring problems. <laughs> oh, is that a familiar person? That's an incredibly familiar person. And and actually, um, I, I, I found that interesting two reasons. Number one, you had a great voice for it. So you were definitely heard when you were disagreeing. And then you had the president who was equally disagreeable coming together. So nobody sort of got anywhere when it really was done. And it was important, too, to recognize in meeting management, you're probably, you will probably have both personalities the disagreeable one, and the one who agrees to everything. So sometimes you have to mediate that, too. I've been in meetings where those two people began to argue with each other. Now, none of them knew what they were really disagreeing about or had a solution, but it, it, it just felt good, I guess, to hear them talk, you know, that kind of thing. Any thoughts from anybody else on um, disagreements and agreements and things like that? How you basically deal with them? Yeah, uh, one one uh, one way to deal with that is give somebody an assignment. You know, if you don't like it, mm. then, you know, do you know, propose something new. You know, uh, research it and and brings bring us options next time. And you know, and maybe mm-hmm. we can. I like that. I like and I, that. Also, the, the agreeable one. Sometimes somebody agrees because they don't feel comfortable enough to say their own opinion. And and so you can also ask them again, ask them to research different options and bring those Mm -hmm. to the table. And that brings them out of their shells so that they're actually saying something besides I agree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thanks a lot for that. Go ahead. There's a good reason for it. Then they should be able to explain why they agree. Or Mm -hmm. disagree. They should explain their reasons for disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. And I've often said to people, and if you don't know, just tell us the truth. You know, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't have a solution, but I sure don't like that. And and like Doug said, then you can give them the assignment to think about it and bring it back um, to us in your own style. Because remember, everybody really does have um, a leadership style. Um, quiet guy, why were you snoring at the meeting? 
I had a hang, I had a hangover. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, no, I was. Um, well, I'll tell you what. This is illustrated, though. It's hard to go into a different role, and that's opposite of what you what you normally uh, do. But um, you know, it was just. Uh, I don't know. I guess I maybe, maybe I'm just not that interested. I don't know. <laughs> people will fall asleep though at meetings. Okay. Well, well, okay. Do that. Um, but um, yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was a uh, it was it was fun. It was fun to try. I've I've always enjoyed acting and stuff, but it's fun to uh, try to get into that role. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. You did well, though, and one of the reasons we um, ask people to do the opposite role is because it can actually give you an appreciation for yes. what someone else goes through. You know, so, so like you said, it wasn't easy to be in that role, but it's not you. But if you learn one thing, no drinking before the meetings, please, and take a nap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, do it all the time. No, <laughs> <laughs> so... We get that. Ray, any other thoughts on the quiet guy? Well, you know, I think, I think the, 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 one of the dangers we, you know, you, you can run into with somebody who's quiet and, you know, just doesn't seem interested is you need, as leaders, I think we need to break, to work, to kind of work with them a little, bring out their ideas and help them mm-hmm. understand that, um, um, you know, maybe, you know, that, that, maybe they've got just a ton of stuff to contribute and a ton of good ideas, but they just don't, they're just, they're kind of introverted. They don't, uh, mm-hmm. well, sharing, or maybe they're getting dominated by misagreeable. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they sitting next to? Right. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I want to say one thing and Donna, you did great, but you could have really hammed this up. Good. Like I'm, cause I'm going to find me a seat. I can't see. Where's there a seat? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Um, but, um, no, I, I do think, I do think as leaders, especially the quieter people, we do need to find ways to bring out their ideas because they may have great ideas and we need to, we need to hear those as well. Cause those are just equally as valuable as the, as the loud people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I know we have at least one more character. Is that right? Do we do everybody else except that one person? Well, go ahead, uh, Mr. Vocabulary. I, I, there are several different types of what I could have been. I was really the type that just loved to hear myself talk. And I didn't care what I had to say. I, I, but I could have been the type that had something to say. That, mm. Yeah, that's right. I, I, you know, sometimes people have something to say. They just talk in such ways to be difficult to understand. Uh, and, you know, other times uh, they just, just they just don't know how to, you know, communicate. So there's different types. And you have to determine as the president what type of person you're dealing with. Because mm. solutions uh, for that type of person can differ because they may have some good ideas if they can only communicate mm-hmm. or they may not. Mm. That's a good point. That's, that's a really good point. One of the things though I had trouble with, well, first of all, you were picked because we knew you would never do some of these things. The vocabulary itself, you know, I felt like, like I should have brought a dictionary to the meeting or something like that, you know, because that was the other challenge. I, and I was going to say whatever came to mind. <laughs> we'll watch your mind in the future. But um, that particular character is actually based upon a member of our state legislature. He's not there anymore. But um, when he got the mic, I mean, it got so bad one time when he finished, the speaker said, What? You know, because he would go on and on. We think he was on the topic, but you couldn't even follow him because um, of the language. 
And so we just, you know, he, he was an interesting kind of guy. One of the things I found out about him, though, is he didn't just do that in the state legislature because we used to have to go to receptions and things like that. And even at a reception, he would, like, corner somebody and do that same thing. But he kept getting elected. You, you know, so there really are people out there who, who do that and I think also who use language um, as a weapon sometimes to uh, give somebody the impression that they couldn't possibly compete with what he had to say. Okay, anything else before we move on to our next section from the, um, our, our actors and actresses? Anything you want to share and it may come up? Okay. Yeah, go back. <laughs> Donna, no donuts. Okay. Next time you bring some. Um, Travis? Just one comment, if I could. This is to, um, oh, please, I'm sorry. It could be a person with a disability. Yes. And ah, know that because that might in impact how you're going to treat that person. Mm, that's a good point, and that brings up one of those keys about maybe making that phone call. You know, to get the person to know the person better. Um, or to pick up something that you might not pick up in the meeting. But if you're having a conversation with that person on the phone, it might come up. Thanks for reminding us of that, because we always need to be reminded of that. Um, and this Travis, is, go ahead. I, I just want, Was that one, Ray calling? It's Doug. Doug. One more thing. Oh. I was going to go back to uh, the whole thing about technology. Um, hmm. Young leaders coming up, it is really easy for especially young people who are coming into leadership positions to come from the standpoint that all of your members are as technically savvy as you are Ooh. Yes. and Ooh. you are uh, erasing a significant population of your membership if you assume that everybody can use technology and don't make any kinds of accommodations to try to include as many people as possible, regardless of whether they're good on their computers or not. That's what, a good point. And and one more, one more, one quick thought, Pam. Mm -hmm. If I could, this this is right. <laughs> um, I was just going to say too, for the issues that we were talking about, where maybe somebody has a disability or something that affects mm -hmm. the sleep, or maybe they're late and you need to talk to them. For goodness sakes, as leaders coming up, do not do that in front of the group. Take it private. Oh, that's definitely private. Yeah. Uh, get them on the side. Hey, I, you know, and just, you know, just please mm -hmm. do. The last thing you want to do is embarrass people in front of the group. That's right. That's why I like the phone and I like it outside. Travis, um, we've got a few minutes. I think we might be able to take some comments from our audience. So if we do a two and two and two, so that would be two, you know, from Zoom, two from in person, and two, I don't know if we're on Clubhouse or any of those things. So if you would ask folks to just raise their hand. We will go with uh, Deanna. I was planning to be in Schaumburg, but my stomach said no. <laughs> so um, <laughs> as a leader, one of the things that I have noticed is that sometimes if you get an homogenized board that goes along with everything, you can make mistakes. You need a couple of the people that will actually make you think about things you haven't, you've missed. And then you can redirect and you can gain from their perspective and maybe plug some loopholes or make a compromise that works for everybody. But the toughest one for me was always the people who are stuck in the past and they're holding grudges from blind school when they were in kindergarten <laughs> and they are not willing to open up to new people, young people coming in and they get very clickish and it makes it very hard yeah. to, to build yeah. a healthy organization unless you can get that, that welcoming bit down that we've done really well with in community. Good point, and thanks for that, Deanna. One of the things, too, that um, you have to assess your own skills, your own time, and you may just need to take a step 
every now and then because the truth is some people aren't going to let go. Next will be DJ. Good morning, Sister Pam. Thank you so much. Um, the one thing that I have um, struggles with from time to time is sort of what uh, Deanna just mentioned. And I'm going through that now with an individual in <laughs> my membership in, at, uh, in, in my ministry. She just refuses to let go. She'll say, I've let go. I've moved on. But if you let go and you moved on, why are you bringing it up now? <laughs> Every meeting. <laughs> I was like, okay, Every I meeting, got you, yeah. but I don't got you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the struggle that I deal with sometimes. One advantage so, we, we have here that the president said we would do is that we're t- taking note of what you're raising, because it certainly may be the subject of future training. So thanks for sharing mm. that. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right. Thanks again. All right. Next will be Cache. Ah, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, a couple of quick thoughts, because I love all of the examples that were given because they were real time. Um, uh, one thing that I will say is, how do you combat sometimes uh, not the the late person, but the, the late greeter? So they're coming in late and they're coming in talking to disturb. And so what I find is that, you know, you have to try to give people a little grace. But like you said, if you stop and give that attention, they're going to continue to feel like they can do it every time. And then other members are seeing that, you know, hey, okay. This person's coming in late and they're, you know, they're doing this, this, and this. And so you'll find it's a ripple effect that mm. more people will start doing it. And then also for the quiet guy, the quiet guy, I feel like the quiet guy is observing. So that's a perfect opportunity to say, I see that you're being quiet. Any thoughts to see whether that will spark conversation from them as well. And then my last thought is the miss, it's a new character. I would call that character the Mr. Uh, ex officio, the one who was the previous leadership, who <laughs> almost feels like that as the current leadership is talking or suggesting or, you know, conducting a meeting that they have to, um, what was the right word, um, you know, piggyback on every component that's said. And sometimes that gives, that gives the illusion that you're not as the ex officio confident that the new person can handle what is being mm-hmm. expected of them. And so you have to kind of tread the line to give new people an opportunity to, as you did, uh, succeed, make mistakes and learn from trial and error. So again, thank you so much for your thoughts. I appreciate the examples. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Pam, this is Greg Triple G um, here in the room. Um, my, hey, Greg. My, hey um, so my question is this, and I'm looking for thoughts, um, not particularly re- related to any specific situation, but if there's a situation where um, I'm, you know, on a certain board and I don't agree with the, or I don't know even, if I agree with the exact policies that, that, you know, um, the other leadership on the board, hopefully you can understand this has, has, have, 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 you know, what, what is the best way to get on the same page as far as, um, a, a committee or a board, um, Pam, and can you maybe in the panel comment on that just briefly? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's a very um, challenging one. But one thing I will say to you is, and uh, we may have to think about this, is really just some good down-home training on uh, conflict management. Um, that's the older term. There are a number of terms that people are using now because it's not, it, in certain situations, it's not as simple um, as it sounds. Um, to the panel, if you want to comment, please quickly so that we can give our audience more time to participate. Thank you. It's hard to change. I think we did a thing uh, a, a year or so ago on uh, mm. the climate. And I think that's what you're mm. speaking the climate of a board or the climate of a committee. And th- that's not easy to change, but um, I think that if you 
figure out what the climate is and then mm-hmm. say, well, we're missing this kind of an opportunity by continuing to think this way, then maybe you can make some inroads into you know new thinking. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Okay. Our next per- per- and um, there are others in the room. If I'm not, if I'm understanding clearly, my name is Liz Botner. My comment is that I think that we need to meet people where they are, no matter where that is, and give the, everyone grace and give ourselves grace as if we're leading the meeting or in any part of that, um, and just help people be contributors and maybe they're not where they want to be yet but as leaders mm-hmm. we can help them, even outside of the meeting um and it's just it's not always black and white and so we just need to be cognizant and mindful of that and just meet everyone thank you, Liz. thank you that's good sharing thanks penny you are next yes uh, good morning. I love this presentation. It's great. Hey, Penny. <laughs> yeah. It's, hey, Pam. Um, I just wanted to ask, a, make a comment and then ask a um, couple of things. One is, where can we get this meeting tips um, that you talked about? Uh, where can we oh. get those? And, I'll, and I, I really am, have enjoyed this presentation a lot. So, Pam, this is Donna. Um, there's, yeah, there's a couple of uh, eventually, Penny, but we probably can get it to you quicker. <laughs> but eventually it can be up on the leadership training committee page oh, yeah. on AC okay. website. But yeah. uh, we also may be able to if you go through Cindy and, and get one. I think you have my email address. Actually. Yeah, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. So if I can get it and, you know, I, I could email it to you. OK, um, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to bring up one thing, and, and I'll hurry. Um, one of our, our our meetings are on Zoom, and one of our challenges is we have some people that won't use a headset, even though we've asked them to. And the problem is then you get their speech, and then we got people that call on their phone, and they turn on their speakerphone. And I'm not sure how to combat that, if you have any ideas. Some of it's just teaching people good manners. Okay, I'm serious. And also remembering that the only person you really get to change will be you. Go ahead, Don. Are you trying to say something? Yeah. Um. I was. I don't know if this would work, but in my mind, I think it should. Um. So sometimes it. It. it I don't know if you record your meetings or not, but um. It's sometimes if you record something and and like almost play it for people for them to hear it and that 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 they can hear that background noise they can hear that screeching and and you don't have to necessarily point it at them but you can say this is what happens you know if people have trouble with their their headphones or i mean you can kind of you know make it not you're pointing it at one person but Mm -hmm. donna we're coming close to the edge i'm so sorry okay um, and I don't know. I think we might want to talk about your suggestion yeah, we that have, we might we have, do some more. We have 15 more minutes. I know, but we have a couple of things that we want to do before that, because what I want to do is actually so that people can at least hear them is very quickly read the tips. OK, so that's why I'm going in that direction, if that's OK with you, because you that's are the president. That's good. No, that's good. We um, because we want to make sure that we also I know some of you need the code and I know some of you. Um, need to go on to to several things. So I just wanted to read those tips so you would have them in your mind as we're able to get them out to you. One is, and we've talked about this, have a clear objective. That's an important part of meeting management. Okay, number two, this is interesting when you can. Meet outside of your regular location. So it might be nice to have it at a restaurant or someplace like that. Another key, and this is number three to meeting management, is be prepared. A lot of the work that goes on goes out goes on outside of the meeting. Also, um, now this is not always appropriate, but I want you to think about that. Sometimes, depending on what the subject is and what you need to accomplish, you can invite less people, meaning only those people who have direct contact with what needs to be done, and then share the outcome at the meeting. Number five is Real important here, such as it depends on you, don't be late. Don't be late if you can avoid that. This is another cute one that you're seeing people use a lot in corporate now, 
It's called have a stand-up meeting. And their argument is if you have everybody standing up, the meeting won't last but for so long. And um, they're saying that that can be a very appropriate experience or if you just I've, – I've been to one or two and I got too tired, but I got the point, okay? The other thing is um, to leave room for creativity. Uh, this is sort of talked about – a number of you talked about how do you sort of get – people to be able to show what they can really do. And if you have a lot of, especially on the negative side, they will tend to withdraw because they're fearful that they'll be treated the same way. I don't know about you, but I've been in meetings before somebody could finish saying an idea, it was shut down. So we want to watch that, okay? The other thing is, and this is sort of related to knowing what you're there for, don't lose focus. I don't know about you, but I've been in some meetings that were supposed to be about one thing, and by the time we finished, we didn't do the one thing, but we were off on other topics, okay? This is another one, too. This is very important and even speaks to some of us Zoom stuff and even people like me. Stop multitasking during your meetings. It's been said that computers were built for multitasking, but people were not. And I don't know about you, but I've been on meetings where I've heard the dishes going and all kinds of things. And this is the other thing. It says keep your meetings short. I thought it was interesting that they said one thing that happens with people, for adults, us adult people, that about 15 minutes, our attention, paying attention to um, what we're doing, starts going down. It weakens a little bit. So use the time that you do have wisely. Okay, and this one, I like it. Don't forget the Q&A. We want to allow some time for Q&A. And then here's another one. Uh, make sure with your meetings, whatever you do, there is follow-up. Because the worst thing that people can do is be asked a task, and no one ever comes to them and follows up and sees if they did it or offered some real help. And you and I both know that sometimes when people don't do things, they're a little bit afraid to let you know that they really don't know how. Now, the tips that you heard this morning, these are what we call evidence-based tips in leadership. Um, yes, we can still rely on the artistic side of leadership, but we have lots of data that now tells us what works because they've been able to track it, um, apply some, some statistics, statistical ratings to let us know we no longer just have to throw something on the wall and see what works. So if you're having a problem, and the two places that I've been going that I really love, I love the work that's coming out of Stanford University and the work that's coming out of Harvard. They are really, really pushing to get this evidence base. So as a leader, don't forget that you have that ability, but you also have the ability to go to other leaders. Also, don't forget your own experience, because in your own experience, you know a lot about what's going on. So that kind of ends the presentation for today. Okay, Donna, any closing comments? Yes, I do. So um, if you had questions or comments or, or whatever, um, you could contact um, Cindy Hollis at community at acb.org and she can uh, send you, uh, send you, well, send us your, your comment. Mm -hmm. And, and just say, you know, in your message, um, could you send this on to Pam Shaw or Donna Brown? Mm -hmm. or Donna? Mm -hmm. um, All seven of us up here at the front of the room and Pam, we're all on the Burl Collie Leadership Committee. And so uh, your comments, your questions are greatly appreciated. Um, certainly comments and even questions kind of help us trigger ideas for other trainings. We do a leadership training the second Thursday of every month at nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we will not do one next Thursday, which would be the second Thursday. So we but we will be back in August on August 10th, I believe it is. And uh, it's a different topic each month. And it can be the event can always be found in the community schedule. Uh, so again, community at acb.org and just say, you know, could you pass this comment question, whatever it is you might have on to somebody on, even if you said somebody on the Burl Collie Leadership Training Committee, Cindy knows who we are. Thank you. Okay. As we close out, 
<clears throat> I'm real big on honoring people for being here and participating. We certainly want to honor um, Travis, who is our host, and Jane, who is our streamer this morning. We want to honor all seven of those who participated today. They were they were wonderful, and knowing them well, <laughs> they were very much the opposite to whom I've seen them. But we want to honor each of you today for your presence, because we hope that something you heard today enriches your life, because, again, your being here certainly has done something wonderful for each of us. So, again, thank you and honor to each of you. Travis, I know that you wanted to go ahead and do the closing um, continuing education units. All right. So these are the, these are five digit, this is a five digit code and it's the closing code for the continuing education units. And I will repeat this twice and only twice. Give a second for people to write, to get something right with if necessary. All right, here we go. Two eight five zero one. Again, that is two eight five zero one. Okay, you're over to you. Okay. Thank you everyone. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Get all that you can and looking forward to sharing with each of you. Take care and make it a great day. Bye bye. <laughs>